is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, Get Unstuck Nation is Mutita here, and today we do have another special guest who really interested, and I hope you stay tuned. So let me introduce Joey Dorschagen to you, and he is actually personal and professional development coach, authors, and also professional speaker. Um, Joey has spent decades of helping individuals to move off the work that they can stand out and get into their life purpose, which get unstuck nation, you guys know. I always support you to have a business that like support your lifestyle, not like living your life according to what you want to share. So thank you so much for joining Today's journey, I mean, like, I'm looking forward to learn more from you. Matita, it's so awesome to get to be here with you today. I'm so excited for our conversation. Yeah, so let's get into it. But before we get into what your expertise is, um, can you at least give me a little bit of your background, what, how you become an entrepreneur then? Absolutely. So I grew up right outside of Detroit, Michigan. And I was one of five children in a very low-income, blue-collar family. And I watched my parents struggle my entire youth, you know, financially. You know, I, I share this, but I remember at nine, nine and a half years old, I remember having this thought, like, something's not right here. You know, but even knowing that, I carried those same conditioning into my adulthood. You know, and I, I struggled financially. I struggled in relationships. I str- I just struggled. In fact, Matita, I felt like if something came really easy, it felt uncomfortable. If there wasn't struggle attached to it, it didn't feel right, you know. And at 22 years old, I listened to a speaker by the name of Jack Boland. And he, I don't even remember what he said, but I remember it lighting this ignition within me to inspire that I wanted to spend my life inspiring and motivating people to live better lives. And I become a student of the works I do today at that time. But parallel with that, being raised the way I was raised, I was raised that a man gets a job and supports a family and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some life in retirement. And I bought into that hook, line and sinker through a 28 year career up corporate America up to a vice president of sales. And the whole time, it's not what I wanted to do. I was good at it, but it wasn't my passion. And I had this inner conflict going on in that whole time period. And then about 10 years ago, this, this series of events happened in my life and, and it brought me to a, a, a real bottom. You know, I had been using alcohol. I had been through a divorce. My 401k had been dwindled to nothing. My dad passed away. A year later, my mom didn't want to be alive without her other half. And, and, I, found my, and I found myself an orphan all within like a three-year period of time. And I was just like, man, all this stuff, you know, I did the best I could do to live by how I was expected to live. And all this stuff gets pulled away. It seemed like in moments. 
And yet I'm still stuck with the one thing I most wanted to get away with from the job. And at that point is when I started deep diving into this. I started going beyond the, you know, the, the, the things like the secret with feel good, you know, with, um, you know, thinking positive, being positive and things like that. And I started going into the conditioning. What are the things that and the inside that pulled me away from that feeling good place? And it's our conditioning, my patterns, my paradigms, which paradigms are habits of belief. You know, we believe the same thing over and over and we continue doing it. It's kind of like shampooing our hair. You know, if you notice, you shampoo your hair the same way every time you wash your hair. It's patterns of belief or habits that we follow. And when I started diving into that was when the birth of SMT, subconscious mindset training, became in, came into fruition. And it's all about dealing with the underlying things that pull us away from what we truly want to achieve or experience or what we want, the things that we, our greatest desires for life. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So how you become, like how, how SMT happens? I would ask yes. you that question. So yeah. This is great because I told you about all that stuff happening. I found myself an orphan and I was like, man, I, I can't stand living like this anymore. I'd rather just not live than have to continue this pattern now. And all of a sudden, I picked up a book by Joseph Murphy, The Power of the Subconscious. I believe it was the title. And I started reading it. And all of a sudden, I started getting into it, started opening that door crack. And then I and, and conditioning. And I started picking up. And everything I read was just like jumping off the pages at me. And I found a coach who specialized in conditioning. And I started working with them. And within six months of that time, I had gained my first of multiple coaching certifications. I had I was doing workshops. I had three clients. And at the time, I was still a student of the stuff as I was going out doing this. I had three clients and I resigned from a six-figure income in corporate America and moved down to the mountains in South Carolina because I've always wanted to live in mountains by waterfalls, trout streams. And I just started going forward from there on. And as I did, I've developed further and further the SMT process and the techniques. And I've put together programs based on that and where people are coming from and how to, you know, and made it so it's so it can be designed uniquely for the individual. So, so many programs are designed and they're this, and then everybody just kind of processes through it, kind of herds through it, right? This is, this is designed and it's unique for each individual going through it. And one of the things I'd like to throw on here, or in here. <laughs> Not on me. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. One of the things I'd like to throw in here is, is my whole coaching. You know, the, what makes me different than most people is I am not doing this as the avenue to become a millionaire. Mm. My coaching is about the impact I have on people's lives. So I don't hurt hundreds of people through my programs at a time. I work with eight clients at a time and that's it. And then when I'm done working with those eight clients, I work with eight more you know, and I, I, but I don't work with any more than eight clients because I want to have that time to really dedicate to supporting them and getting the absolute most they can get out of the time they're working with me. Mm. Yeah. I like that idea. So can you walk me to a little bit, the, like, uh, how the SMT works? Yes, it's it's now it, it, it's a it's a process, you know, th throughout the whole thing. But we start right away. You know, one of one of the six mental faculties is imagination. Right. And so often we're taught as we're getting as we're growing up that, you know, that using our living through our imagination is immature. 
right? So even I was sharing this before, but even when I was in school, you know, and I'd be, my imagination would be running and they'd go, Joey, quit looking out the window. Joey, pay attention. Joey, you know, and, and, and we have those things happen and it teaches us that it, it programs in us that it's not mature to use our imagination, right? That's why we have so many leaders today who are not truly leading by their authentic leadership skills. They're leading based on what somebody else does. It kind of sets up this cookie cutter or this robotic way of living. I start every client I work with right away. And this is whether it's an individual, it can be uh, executives or, or a corporate board that I'm working with, is I start them with creating a dynamic vision of what's possible. And once we have that dynamic vision, we work on things like opening up the, the intuition, you know, and, and, and instead of listening to what the past conditioning and patterns have been, is we go within and we find what those intuitive actions are. Where so many coaching programs out there, and I've been through them, where they teach you, if you want to achieve something in your life, you got to take massive actions. You know, my whole structure, everything I work with people on is when we take inspired actions, that's when we get those massive results. When we're taking massive actions, we're spinning our wheels going 100 miles an hour, and, we re, and, and the results are you know, minimal at best. So it's opening up that intuition. Everything throughout the SMT process is geared to get people to bump up against those patterns, those paradigms, that conditioning that's been keeping them trapped. So when they do that, then part of the process is to help shift that quickly. So Matita, what took me years to achieve in the gains I've made now takes my clients weeks. You know, so. Sorry. Yeah. What is, what is the definition of inspire action? Inspired action is when we go within to, to get the, to, so for me, I always talk about my inspired actions come with a feeling I get right here in my chest. And there's an action tied to it. So if you ever, you ask yourself a question, you go off and you're doing something else. And all of a sudden that answer just kind of comes through you. You can even hear it from somebody else, but the words feel like they come through you. That's that inspired action. See, we have all of this inside of us already. Every, if you're breathing, you have intuition. And our intuition works perfect for everyone. But here's the thing with it. Our intuition is only as loud as our willingness to listen to it. So people will be going through and they got that, they're closed off from that. They don't have that quietness that, you know, and that's typically where I get in, in touch with my intuition is in calm, confident, calm, you know, quiet, in a quiet place. So people that are running 150 miles an hour, you can see where they wouldn't even be tuned into the intuition to those inner, that inner guidance system, that inner GPS system, telling them what actions to take, right? Yeah, I'm thinking I have, of you, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I, ha I, I had an instance with this is probably about three years ago is I was riding out, I was out riding motorcycles with a friend and we went from Iowa through Nebraska and Colorado and all that. And we were trying to get to Utah one more day. And we left kind of late and we added more to the trip. So we had longer miles. And I had five different instances that happened throughout that day where my intuition said, just stop, just stop right now. But I kept pushing forward. And at one point, Matita, I recognized, I knew it was my intuition. And we were passing the sign that said, last bed and breakfast to Utah, before Utah. And we still had a couple hours left. 
And I could feel that thing inside going, stop, stop, stop. And I, out loud, I said, no, I'm making it to Utah. About 45 minutes later, I was doing 70 miles an hour on a motorcycle with no helmet, a thin jacket, and a deer ran right into the side of me and put me into a ditch. And, uh, you know, I went through a ditch, crossed the road back into a ditch and landed about four foot or three foot from a wood fence post with razor blade wire. My friend pulled up behind me and was crying. He thought I was dead. That intuition was telling me to stop and I wouldn't listen to it. It just so happened the only, I'll just, so there's not leaving it lingering. The only house in the whole area was Kitty Corner across the street from where we were at. It happened to be a township EMS and he had an ambulance in his driveway. Just so happened to be there. He came outside, got me. I made it to Moab that night in the back of a hospital with my motorcycle was totaled out. And there's all kinds of other things that happened with that. But on the way to the hospital is I made a solemn oath that I will, I will spend the rest of my life paying attention to that intuition, getting in that place, that quiet place. And I will pay attention to that. And I'll tell you, multiple things happen now. You ever have that thing inside of you that gives you a direction? Uh, turn, turn, take this route instead of the route you normally take. Yeah, you get that, and you go, nah, I'm gonna take that route. Nah, I would. But what what actually happened more often for me though? I think it's just like the fear of unknown. It's like if something bad happened, like it's like a flashback. Like if something bad happened, you know, like for example, um, I was driving too fast, and then I see like a flash somehow, like a, if I crash someone, but I will focus instead to drive slower by myself. Yeah. Not to yeah. make that happen. So that's, but that's intuition. Happened. That's coming yeah. from that place of intuition. And our intuition, again, it's only as loud as our willingness to hear it. Yeah. The more I grow up, the more I believe in that for some reason. Like, I, I do agree. Like, but yeah. Another thing, though, my mom always says she's always right. And she indeed always right. <laughs> I remember my mom used, I really thought she was real. Like she meant it too. She used to say that she had eyes in the back of her head because she could tell what I was doing even. And I really thought like, wow, they must have some, like moms must have this, you know, vision about them or something. Yeah. So the, so the other one, the next, you know, perception is another really, really big one within the SMT process mm -hmm. because our reality is make-believe. Mm -hmm. The reality of our life is make-believe. Because it's all based on our perceptions. So do you remember the wildfires in California a few years? I think it was like three, four years ago now. And they had all this stuff. I remember watching the news and they showed this couple standing there. And, and they showed all the rubbish and the smoke and stuff like that behind them of their house that was just in just, you know, just disaster area. And they said to him, you know, how, do you, how, does, how does it feel? And, and like the wife couldn't even talk. She was crying. The husband goes, man, we lost everything we lost everything in that and then they go and show other things and stuff like that and a little while later they go to another situation similar setting to that this couple standing there and the house is in rubbish behind them and they're kind of they you can see they're kind of holding hands you know and then the camera zooms out and you can see they are holding hands and and they said so how does it feel and they kind of both squeeze their hands and they go you know we got everything that's really important that's all stuff the same situation, the perception of the first couple was they lost everything. The perception of the second couple was that they, you know, that, that they have what's most important to them. You know, our perceptions are what 
are what end up leading to a life that people leave that's a limitation, lack, struggle, and things like that. So part of the process is as we're bumping up against patterns, paradigms, and the conditioning is we can look at the perceptions and we can shift those. And man, I'm telling you, Matita, when people shift their perceptions, all of a sudden this doorway slams open for them. And that's what happened for me. For a long time in my past, I thought it was I wasn't thinking positive enough. I wasn't talking positive enough. I didn't have, you know, and I had affirmations and all that, but life was still happening the way it was happening. Once I understood the perception of my conditions, how they applied to that, I could shift those. And like I said, within six months, I resigned from a 28 year career that I had wanted to resign from six months into <laughs> and walk away and live this life. You, we just say that when you realize the perception of the condition that you were in. That yeah. is like the self-awareness that people escape from all the time. This episode is sponsored by Mutita Clothing, like what I'm wearing right here. So if you are a pretty sized lady who are looking for high quality apparels as well as a neat cutting and premium pattern, check it out at mutitaclothing.com so that you can be simply elegant by no time. Let's get back to the episode. Yes. What I tell people is your, your, your life is make-believe based on your perceptions. The good news about that is that any time you can shift your perceptions and you can experience an entirely different life. Mm. And people think that, you know, to go from working a job into creating their own business needs to take years, needs to trade off their family, needs to, they, you know, all of this stuff and everything. And I tell them that's true if that's what your belief is. Mm. But if you start challenging your beliefs, if you start looking at your beliefs, you, people will realize that that's what's limiting them. Mm. Is their beliefs as we go into something feeling like we already have to sacrifice a bunch of things for it. One of the things I teach my clients is it's never, ever this or that. It's always this and that. But we have to get our perceptions, our beliefs in alignment to that. You know. These things that like, I, I was, there was a time that I also like couldn't figure out the way that I could be happier or like become a more joyful, which you always said about like to enjoy every day of your life without regret, right? Until I have a pet, until I have a dog. You know, I learned from my dog a lot. Like she really don't care. <laughs> she doesn't care. She just enjoy her life and she gets yeah. everything. That, that, that's my, you know, and, that, and that's everybody's goal. And you would think somebody doing this, right, might be like a master at applying it. And, and I do very, very well. When I look at my life today compared to what it used to be like, it's like night, it's like two different lifetimes, really. But there's still times, you know, I'm, I'm doing my first movie right now. And it's about a 40 minute video. And I did the manuscripting and all that stuff, did the filming. Now we're final editing it and stuff like that. And, and there's times I get so tied into it that like, I can get frustrated, or I can get like, you know, nervous about the outcome, or I can get this or I can get and, and but the difference is, is as we do this more, it starts happening quicker and quicker, we realize that, and we can stop, take a breath, get back into alignment with our, with our vision, with our intuition, with our perceptions and get back into alignment. And within moments, we can be back in that place of what you're talking about, of knowing the power in our life mm -hmm. versus, and how much bigger it is versus any situation or circumstance we ever face. 
So what you are saying right now is true that we can live the life of our own way that we desire, 100%. Yes, I wouldn't say it's 100% of the time. I wouldn't say that we're ever going to. And here's why. Here's why. Because, you know, most people I work with, you know, I say that you can either be pushed by your pain or pulled by your vision. You know, being pushed by your pain is when I went through seeing my 401k, you know, from being ahead of schedule to retire at 57 to dwindling to a couple thousand dollars to going through a divorce and the separation from my son to seeing my dad pass. my You know, those are all pushed by my pain into doing that. What I help people do with the visioning, the dynamic visioning is we create this powerful vision and then we get into that vision. I have tools for doing so that the vision starts pulling us into the actions we take. So instead of being pushed by pain, we start getting pulled by a vision. It's the same, no different than when I go kayaking. And every time I go out kayaking, I like to go partway up river so I can remind myself how hard it is to do. And then I turn around and I just go with the flow, you know, and that's what it is right there. When we're pulled by our, when we're uh, pulled by our vision, we're in the flow. We're in the stream of life. It's when things start happening. Our intuition works better because we're not spinning out of control at hundred miles an hour and we just flow with it. Yeah. Like how they, they, I mean, people in general call the flow state, right? Like if you, if mm-hmm. anyone listen to here, like that you can search about the flow state, actually it's a state of high challenge and high skill. So in that sense, um, I'm one of the person who prefer to focus on the flow state in order to work yeah. more effective and also like have a better productivity in that sense um, because I can go with the flow as you say. But when you say about go with the flow, with the intuition, though, mm-hmm. is that require any skill that you need to have? Is that what, Matita? Is that require any skill that, like, you may not discover that is already inside you or it's required to be a part of the journey to be able to yeah. be pulled from the vision? Yeah, it, you know, like instead of saying practice things like that, because that's a good word, practice, I like to play with things. I like to experiment with them and things okay. like that. So it takes some experimenting or some playing with using intuition, you know, because intuition, see, here's what happens, okay? You talked about that with skill, okay, and knowledge and things like that. You know, people either live by ignorance, which all I mean by ignorance is lack of knowledge. And those are the people that usually live down chain into into uh, fear, doubt, worry. They lead into frustration. They lead into not taking actions. They lead into ultimately dis-ease of life, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the knowledge base. When As we gain knowledge, all of a sudden we start grow- growing power into things of more of what's possible than that fear, doubt, worry. We start being able to take actions easier. Mm-hmm. So, we, so as we go down that side, part of intuition automatically, intuition is working all the time. Our connection to it, our awareness of it starts opening up to be easier. Mm-hmm. So when somebody's trying, you know, I, I define people in two categories, really, in the business environment. There's the, um, there's the uh, spinners and the crushers. <laughs> the spinners are the people going 150 miles an hour, like on that hamster wheel, right? They take massive actions. They're working long hours. They're exhaustive efforts, everything else into it. And they end up with minimal results at best. 
And part of that reason being is our intuition is our guide. It's our internal GPS system for us. It knows all the answers. We already know it inside. We just have to understand it on the human condition. And that's how that process channels through us and to us. Okay. So when you're going at doing all of that stuff, you're obviously not going to be able to even understand or hear the intuition. So when I first start working with somebody and we get that vision, they got that excitement and I get them to start slowing it down. Mm. All of a sudden they start hearing the intuition and they get a thought and it leads to an action that leads to results they want. And then another one, it leads to overhear a conversation, they'll this or that. So that's why the, 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 the crushers are the people who just seem like they take a little action and it leads to huge results right? Mm -hmm. They live easier. They live freer. They live calmer, more confident lives than the spinners do. And intuition feeds it directly into that. You'll see that difference in intuition in those two categories. Make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I have another question though. This yes. is something that, so because you are, I don't want to say that. Yeah, somehow I'm, I'm a lot younger than you. I don't want to say that, but like, I'm actually a lot. Younger. How do you know that? <laughs> I'm 28, so I'm a lot younger, I'm for sure. Um, this is what my mom told me, so, and I'm still want to prove that whether it's right or wrong. I'm just thinking everything's scientific day, so, so bear with me. Uh -huh. <laughs> she said everything so had its own timing, and I kind of believe that. However, is that a way that we can escape our failure? You know, like if you don't experience the traumatized incidents, you wouldn't become who you are today. I mean, that is the general statement. I, for an example, if I haven't go through the whole like hardship until now, I wouldn't be able to make this company or like something like that. So, so let me. What do you think? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, let me ask you first off. I want to break it down a couple things. First off, <laughs> you said that everything has its timing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who decides what that timing is? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> so what if what if your belief was that you decide what that timing is? Mm. That you get to decide what that timing is. You know, one of the quotes I absolutely, and I always mess it up when I say it, but I absolutely love from Marianne Williamson. Is she says, we are not a we are not afraid of being powerless. What we are afraid of is how very powerful we really are. Mm. So when you think about anything you do, and this is another thing SMT really dives into, is fear stops so many people from achieving what they want to achieve in life. Agree. And a lot of the fear is based on the conditioning, which you'll see all the tie-in now for all of it. You'll see the conditioning of, you know, who do you think you are? You know, you know how you've never done that before. All those types of questions that lead to that and stuff, you know. But so, so really, what if we do decide? Two questions. One: What if we do decide when something's ready to happen in our life? What if we decide that? Hmm. Two. If you got to the, you know, the end or whatever, and you decided that through your whole life, when things are going to happen and things like that, and you got to live more like that, are you going to have any regrets? No. Because <laughs> I know a lot of people, Matita, that are a lot older than me, because you said that about age, a lot older than me at 30 and a half years old, to uh, <laughs> that, that um, at the end of their life, they do regret that their timing never came along for them to achieve what they wanted to achieve. 
that is a really sad awareness. So if we do get to choose when we are going to achieve things, you know, I chose when I wanted to go off corporate America. Now, I had I made that decision years prior to doing it, but I had to go through the conditioning. I had to go through the things that were stopping me that were against my choice to do it mm-hmm. before I could open up that avenue for that to happen. That's number one. Number two, I got to grab something real quick. Yep. <laughs> I wrote this book several years ago. It's called Life's Lessons. Okay. All we have to do is to, okay. Yeah. Okay. The whole emphasis of this book is what you said. It's, it's an account of times in my life and it's all set up for life happens for us and not to us. Mm. So people will have something happen. And they'll go, oh, I failed. Okay. I'm not supposed to do that. You know, or, oh, I, you know, and whatever it is, right. They'll have a, they'll have a business venture go bad and they'll say, okay, I guess I'm not meant to be a business person. They'll have a love relationship go sour. And they say, well, I guess I'm not meant to experience that great love, but the things that happened to them were to help them grow and expand from where they were. It's, it's a life lesson. It's knowledge to help us achieve what we want to achieve, not stop us. But so many people use that as a stopping point when those things happen. So when we, when we look at the situations happening, we take the judgments out of them. So they're, they're not good, they're not bad, they're not right or not wrong. And I've done this with the death of parents, the dwindling of a 401k, with a divorce, with jobs, with all the stuff I've done this with. And it's proven true every time. And I have hundreds of clients who use the same philosophy and have the same results. When I take the judgments out of it and I ask, if life happens for me, why is this happening? All of a sudden, I can see how it's helping me to grow into what it is I'm trying to achieve, not halt me. Let me show. Yeah, I agree. I have, I have no, from, no objection. No. <laughs> you know, from, from a biblical standpoint and stuff, I, I'm a Christian. You know, I believe in God Almighty and stuff like that. And, and, and you know, there's a, there's a um, thing I read one time that said, you know, that we're, taking in, we're taken into deep waters to cleanse us, not drown us. Mm-hmm. That's the same philosophy right there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree, though. If I didn't gone through that, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. And so now if you take your first part of it about, you know, there's timing for things. If we get to set that timing and then we start going instead of the things that happen, we use it to halt us and push us back. If we use them to understand that it's a it's a it's a stepping they're stepping stones, not failures and not stumbling blocks, then we can start growing into that even quicker than we could have otherwise. Anyone listening with us so far get any ideas? I have a lot of Yuleka today. I hope you guys have as well. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I mean, thinking along with me, I, I'm kind of really like, I think I'm a good listener though. I would I would position myself that way. So I, I listen to you every single word and I think along. I try to have an example with myself and thinking that if I do that, what happened? And that's how I share my podcast. I think that's a very practical way of like how human have conversation in real life. So Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, until now, in case anyone wants to learn more about you, I mean, I think you can you hadn't speak like this for days or even months without <laughs> because it's your life work, right? And I, I mean everyone can feel your energy and you are very passionate about it because you are the living proof of it. So where can they find you then? Where can they follow you further? Yeah, Matita, anybody 
can reach out to me at coachwithjoey.com and they can schedule a 10 minute conversation with me. It's kind of a 10 minute challenge. In that conversation, I guarantee that I will help them find three unique inspired actions that they can walk away from the call with and apply to immediately start living a better life. You know, it's a 10 minute call coachwithjoey.com and that's the best way. And then from there it can spread. I think you'll have the link to my website and stuff in here. So yeah, find me that way as well. Sure. Everyone, um, all the links and all the details will be put in the description as well as the show notes. So if you still here until now, I believe that you have been think through with normally how I do my podcast. I really think through with my case and I'm yeah. getting into the story. So I'm very into it. Um, if you keen to learn more, just book a call and, and get unstuck out of where you are right now. If you don't feel comfortable or if you don't feel joyful, because Life is too short to regret, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and anybody who reaches out will walk away with inspired actions that they can take unique to them in their life. Yeah. So by being uh, where you are, where by being where somebody is, Matita, is the best place to move forward from. Yeah. Today, I, I get to learn inspire action, and I think I'm going to use it moving forward. Thank you so much for bringing that word to me. It's like, the way to take action with feeling like that's kind of very good to hear especially from you so yeah thank you thank you so much it's an honor to have a conversation with you today and i get to learn a lot so thank you so much for being a part of the show today i'm so blessed and grateful i got to be a part of this with you what an awesome you're 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 a very dynamic awesome person even though you're much younger than me (laughs) (laughs) i really enjoyed this matita Thank you so much. It's my honor. And I really appreciate you sharing this to my audience. Uh-huh. Take care. I hope this episode inspired you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because You deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.